Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail along with Charlie Long. We're going to go to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line and on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line is the host of BetQL Daily and Odyssey Sports betting insider Eddie Gross. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to check out the BetQL Daily podcast for more of Ed's analysis. Just search BetQL wherever you find your podcast. Ed, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Partner, how you doing? Charlie and I are watching the Pop-Tarts Bowl here. Um, <laughs> and, and listen, the trophy's gitchy. Uh, it really is. Uh, uh, you know, with the two holes cool, in it. And, and you know you know what's going to happen. They're going to put the Pop-Tarts in and hand it to them, whatever. But uh, one bowl game that, man, I really am looking forward to watching later tonight, Arizona-Oklahoma. It was there a hotter team? Uh, okay, Oregon and Washington, they, they were sort of in the class by themselves uh, in the Pac-12. But Arizona was a team you didn't want to play late in the season. Mm-hmm. They caught a fire, and they really looked good. Oh, they absolutely did, no doubt about it. You look at just, say, their passing statistics, uh, EPA per pass, they were top 20 in America. We weren't talking about them enough. Nope. And this was despite having not great field position all year long. Special teams in some ways kind of let them down. And they were still able to have a really, really dynamic passing attack. And they had no problem, you know, running the football as well. I wouldn't necessarily call it complimentary in sort of the truest sense. But they were also really, really successful in those money downs third and fourth. No doubt about that, like, no matter what the distance was, you still felt pretty comfortable about Arizona. And so as far as this game is concerned, you know, Oklahoma, you know, they have different things that they're dealing with, their own unique issues, whereas I wonder if this game perhaps matters a little bit more to Arizona in some way. Like, I'm always apprehensive to say something like that. Uh, The the spread kind of reflects that idea that Arizona's two and a half points uh, as far as the favorite goes. Uh, maybe a slightly longer travel out to San Antonio for this Alamo Bowl, but I would have no problem backing the Cats here. Arizona is going to be a force next year, no doubt about it. Uh, one game also to uh, the Cotton Bowl, Missouri-Ohio mm-hmm. State. Now, just on paper, you say, man, Ohio State, they's loaded. But they got a lot of people that's not playing in that bowl game, the and they got hit right. with the transfer portal really big. Man, this matters to Missouri. It really does. And uh, I, I know how they feel about it. Your thoughts on Missouri, Ohio State, because Missouri was also a team that really played well 
uh, throughout the season. Now, they didn't play well against LSU. Jaden Daniels sort of settled the score with them because uh, they did have had somebody else other than Daniels. Missouri wins that game. Daniels pulled that game out and, for LSU. But your thoughts on Missouri, Ohio State, uh, where I wouldn't be surprised here. Missouri comes up with the outright win. And Ed, I, I've seen a lot of money kind of coming on Ohio State because I think the line was around one point. Uh, Ohio State favored by one a couple days but ago. Always going to have heavy yeah. money, and now uh, it's moved up to three, to three and, and a half. half. And we've talked about the three to three and a half line. It's it's a big jump for sure. But going from one to three and a half in just a couple days, a lot of money's coming on Ohio State. But I'm, yeah, I'm just kind of picking back off of Mike. Get your thoughts on that game. Yeah, it's fascinating because you're already going through that key number, which is important. And if you kind of close your eyes and think, okay. Maybe it's, you know, answering a question with a question here, but if you had to debate who the third best team in the SEC was this season, you look at rankings like Missouri would make a whole lot of sense, right? Like Alabama, Georgia, depending upon how, how much you emphasize that championship game, Missouri might be number three. LSU, Ole Miss also have great arguments to be number three, but let's say it's Mizzou for this argument. They're going up against the second best team in the Big Ten. By that metric alone, that approach alone, you'd back the Tigers, right? In terms of overall team strength, who they faced, all of that good stuff, what they had to do to get the record they did, all of those things. Like, it's hard not to back Mizzou if you're using that kind of logic. And that's probably how I'm going to look at it. Like, I think there's still a lot of question marks as far as who exactly is going to play for Ohio State. Yet at the same time, I think a lot of folks may be looking more at, say, the brand name. And, yes, Ohio State is a much better brand name, but Missouri absolutely can keep up with this one. And it's this argument that we have with college football, you know, in terms of betting in general, is that if you like the underdog, oftentimes you might as well go after the money line because these numbers just aren't nearly as sharp as they are in the NFL. And at plus 150, I think there is some real value backing the Tigers here. Your thoughts on a pass it every day coming to work. Man, that's a big sign. Hook them horns. Uh-huh. Okay. Texas, Washington, I think certainly this looks like a shootout type game to me. Who's going to have the ball last is going to end up winning it. I give the quarterback advantage certainly to Penix. Um, I've watched him. That, that dude can flat out play. But Texas's defense, haven't they been the story this year? Because I think coming into the season, it looked as though that was the question mark, that they could put up points. They were going to be explosive on offense. Now, all of a sudden, that front seven is pretty solid for the Longhorns. Can they get consistent pressure on Michael Penix, and can they cover those NFL receivers? I wonder in terms of the coaching situation, if you're looking at just say who has the plus the best play designers, who's going to be prepared for a situation like this. I do wonder if say we're giving Sark a little too much credit and look, he is brilliant. Don't get me wrong. He absolutely is. But if you've got a stout front seven, like Texas has the short passing game and the quick passing game may be the ultimate nullifier, right? Like at some point, if Penix is able to, maintain his rhythm, get the ball out of his hands in less than two and a half seconds from snap to pass, then sometimes that can nullify things. And sometimes those yard after catch plays, they can be more dangerous and can get through a stout front seven. And I wonder if Washington, with all this time to prepare, understands this coming in. 
it's funny. You have such a high total in this game. I don't necessarily love going over, even though I have the utmost respect for both offenses. This is something where I think both teams have to understand that, look, you can't necessarily empty the bag in a game like this because you are facing even stiffer competition if you win this football game going up against Alabama or Michigan. So in that sense, I'm not expecting a ton of creativity from either offense. I do think both defenses can actually keep this a relatively medium score kind of a game, like a 28-25, something of that, of that ilk. So I think that Texas wins this game, but I wouldn't be surprised if Washington keeps it relatively close. I do think Michael Penix Jr. has the necessary tools to at least keep this interesting and be able to take care of whatever's thrown his direction. And they got a damn good running game. Man, that, that young yeah, man from Mississippi. Uh, people say, man, how he got away from Mississippi? He goes, uh, Washington, what? Man, that, he is a big thumper. He really is impressive. Charlie? Yeah, so looking at the other college football playoff semifinal game between Alabama and Michigan, I think there was a stat after Bama beat Georgia, like Nick Saban's career against number one teams in the in the poll is like, nine and one or something ridiculous like that now he's going up against another number number one team with a month to prepare in michigan uh michigan opens as two-point favorites this is one line that i've seen consistently like it hasn't moved in either direction but at the same time there is that that kind of saving uh buffer that you get with you know looking at what he has done in his career against teams right number one overall and then michigan also has kind of struggled in their kind of last i guess 10 bowl games i think they've lost around seven straight um, and you saw what happened mm-hmm. last year against and, TCU. Because you know that's fresh in your mind. Oh, absolutely. That TCU beat them. Uh, and that they oh, yeah. haven't played well in bowl games. So mm-hmm. uh, what, what's your, what are your thoughts on this matchup? It's fascinating, right? Like, I'm sure you are dealing with the same dynamic I am, where I'm talking to just a ton of people, whether it's on BetQL Daily or casually or whatever it is. And it's like, yeah, I believe in Alabama. Alabama can win this game. But the line's not moving. Like, these are betters. <laughs> these are sharp people. These are smart people. And I'm especially confident, you know, being an SEC country, you're talking to a bunch of Alabama backers, and yet the line is exactly where it is. Like, I know it inched a little closer in Alabama's direction, like at the very beginning from like two and a half to one and a half, but it has stayed put ever since. Maybe once we get closer to kickoff, more money comes in. I wouldn't be surprised if it finally goes in Alabama's direction, so act now while supplies last if you're betting on this game. But still, though, Alabama's run defense is really, really good. It's not the best Nick Saban's ever had, but it's more than okay in a game like this. And to me, in terms of evaluating what J.J. McCarthy, quarterback for Michigan, can do here, I think this is a question about sample size more than anything else. We haven't seen him have to take over and win a football game. So can he do it if he's trailing? Can he do it when, say, the rushing attack just isn't there and it's up to him to make plays? I don't know that, and I would venture to say no just because, you know, Michigan's passing attack has always left a little something to be desired. It's always been about smash-mouth football and being out physical in that conference, but then when they face someone their own size, it doesn't exactly work out. Meanwhile, Jalen Milrow is a unique challenge that Michigan's defense, I'm not sure, has really faced. I expect him to continue to improve, and I think Alabama does win this game. I I agree with you, Ed. The other thing, too, is how well will Michigan's tackles – be able to block Dallas, Dallas Turner. Turner and Braswell. Braswell. Chris coming off the edge. Uh, mm-hmm. LSU's offensive line was pretty good. Man, all I know is those cats. They got <laughs> a nasty defense. They man. were really coming up the field. Now, what kind of negated a little bit of that was Jaden take off running with it. Okay, we're not yep. going to see that from J.J. McCarthy. 
He might do a little bit of it, but he ain't going to run the ball like what Daniels did. No, no, not at all. And you wouldn't want him to do that anyway. I mean, that's that's kind of the beauty of playing in this particular situation is there has to be some quarterback preservation because you have one more game to play. Great yeah. to win this one, but then you have another one after that. So you do have to be a little careful as far as your design runs and scrambles. Uh, your thoughts on um... – Saints Bucks. I'm I'm surprised this line is two and a half. I, I thought it would be more. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Really, I, I really thought it, it would be three. more That's three and a half or four at this stage. What's at stake here for the Bucks? The Saints haven't necessarily really played well. Uh, you know mm-hmm. when they've went up in competition and how well Baker's played. And the one factor is Mike Evans and. Marshawn Lattimore had always done a fantastic job. I guess the best term to use it, kind of putting him in the box. He didn't have a lot of yardage and catches, or if he caught anything. Now, Lattimore's not playing in this game. So now you have the Evans full effect with Baker, and you can see in critical spots, that's where Baker's going with it. Your thoughts on Saints-Bucks? And I will be curious, too, if, say, the Saints resort to more zone coverage than, say, they have in previous meetings. Maybe that's sort of the Band-Aid is to sort of confuse Baker Mayfield a little bit. I am curious, because my model actually says to back the Saints here, I like this more as a teaser leg than anything else, because I do think the Saints can at least keep this game close to within one possession. The question is, what do you pair it with? Yeah. Probably Browns minus one and a half for tonight's game might be the best bet. I think those are the only two teasable games to me. But I also believe that this game can be uh, you know, relatively close, and I'd be comfortable backing St. Paul State half in that regard. Uh, first off, the model thinks that this is, should be more of a one-point game, half-point game, and I was kind of surprised to see that result. Yet at the same time, I look at this and I go, okay, when you're looking at, say, Derek Carr when he performs with play action, he has the sixth highest passer rating in that regard, greater than 110, going up against a Bucks defense that hasn't been very good. Sometimes they do bite a little too often in terms of play action, not to mention I've always considered the Bucks in general to be really top-heavy. Like if they do have a rash of injuries or something like that, in a really physical game that we would be expecting, then I don't know if I trust their backups all that much. They may be a little less sustainable. And then as far as Baker Mayfield is concerned, he's played well under pressure. He's played well outside the pocket. But I wonder if this is sustainable. Maybe he is just due for a bad performance. And it probably would happen against the Saints in a divisional matchup. I do have the utmost respect for the Bucks. They can still win this division. But this does scream a kind of regression to the mean kind of game. So, Ed, kind of sticking in NFL Week 17, I wanted to ask you about Saturday night's game between the Lions and the Cowboys. I mean, Dallas is kind of on a losing skid right now, but they've been away from home. They've been so much better at home. Detroit just won the NFC North. They're kind of coming off that high, but they opened as five-and-a-half-point mm-hmm. underdogs in Dallas over a Cowboys squad that's looking for a big win against an NFC team that's competing atop the top three uh, seeds in the NFC playoff pitcher. And, Ed, you can pick the Cowboys. Uh, A-Bear's not here today. Oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> no, no, he, he would throw fit with that. <laughs> okay, yes. I t- want to make sure I'm invited back. You know, yeah, I, that, right. that is a requirement here. Yeah. I, first off, Cowboys are at home. Take the over team total. I think I yep. saw 29 and a half at last check. D- take the over there. Don't even think about it. They're going to score a ton of points against this Lions defense. That's fine. As far as the spread is concerned, I'm probably backing the Lions plus five and a half. There was a super contest that headed out at plus six. Really liked it there, but I think at five and a half is still good just because 
I think this is going to look more like that Cowboys-Seahawks Thursday night game from a few weeks ago where that was super high scoring and DK Metcalf found just the right matchup against Deron Bland and they were able to keep up in that contest. I think we're going to see something a little bit closer to that where the Cowboys do win outright, but it is, say, a last team with the ball wins kind of situation. I mean, look, the Lions will have no answer for CeeDee Lamb whatsoever. I love his props in this one. Even all receiving yards would be good. But I also like Amon Ross St. Brown, and some of the other guys are going to be running crossing routes for the Lions as well. I don't think this Cowboys defense showed me very much over the last several weeks for me to believe that they can guard the intermediate part of the field, the middle part of the field, to where I think with crossing routes, Jared Goff and company can keep up with them. My last one here for you, Ed, is Miami at Baltimore. Baltimore coming off a huge Mm -hmm. win, dominant win, obviously against San Francisco. And, I mean, Miami coming off probably their biggest win of the year as well against Dallas. Two teams that are kind of riding high, a lot of implications for the one seed in the AFC in this game. And then if the Dolphins lose this one, Ed, it could really come down to Week 18 about that Buffalo Bills versus Miami game uh, for Mm -hmm. who wins the AFC East. So I want to get your quick thoughts on this one. I do think that Miami can cover here. I think they can keep this thing relatively close, in part because, yes, Miami's dealing with a rash of injuries, no doubt about it. It looks like Jalen Waddell may be the the biggest victim in all of this as far as not being able to be out there. Um, And that is a concern for me because I don't think it can be all about Tyreek Hill, as much respect as I have for him. I think they do need to go to other guys to at least remain dynamic because I think this Ravens defense is more than serviceable enough to contain one hot shot receiver, you know, bracket him, double team, maybe even triple team, whatever it is. But I think it's that outside zone rushing attack. I think that's how the Dolphins keep up in this game because the the Ravens can't play too far back. You do have some really dynamic dynamic running backs who can run to the outside. I think that complementary football and the fact that Tua can get uh, throws out of his hand, out of the snap, Uh, within two and a half seconds. I think that's how Miami keeps this game close. Ed, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Always appreciated, buddy. I don't get to talk to you. Happy New Year's to you, you and the family. Thank you so much. Happy New Year to you and yours as well. All righty. That was Ed Egros, the host of BetQL Daily and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines on the BetMGM app. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.